Hi, welcome to Qubytes, your bite-sized pieces of quantum computing. My name is Rene from Valorum Reply, and today we're going to talk about the BMW Quantum Challenge. And for this, I'm honored to have a special expert guest today, Marine Pineur. Hi, Marine, and welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, Rene. Thanks for asking. I'm really fine. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking as well. So. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your background as it relates to quantum computing, computer science, physics, what have you. Yeah, oh, well, what is there to say? Um, I discovered quantum physics about 10 years ago now and never stopped loving it. I think I'm fascinated about it each time I think about it. So I did a master in theoretical quantum physics in Paris, and then I moved to Vienna for my PhD. So I'm still in Vienna now. And I did a PhD in um, the field of quantum optics. And this was a very fundamental research. So fundamental is by opposition to applied, meaning it's research for, let's say, the sake of understanding. So you always hope that there's going to be uh, an application in the end, but that's not what drives you. And it's quite uh, remarkable now because I'm making a, a transition now that I'm working at a machine learning reply where um, I'm working on very specific use cases. So for example, the BMW quantum challenge. Nice. So you're basically coming out of the, the core fundamental research and, and putting it now into the work with applied quantum computing research. In yes. fact, this is awesome. Um, so let's dive into all today's topics. You already mentioned it with the, the BMW that recently held this quantum computing challenge where they invited basically everyone to take part in a in this challenge and submit, um, you know, kind of a challenge and you know take part in it. So I know you and your colleagues of Machine Learning Reply took part in that. And um, tell us a little bit about what was the challenge actually all about and why is it actually the automotive industry so much interested in quantum computing? Okay, so the, the challenge has been organized by BMW and for this they teamed up with AWS. So AWS provided access to uh, NISC devices, so real quantum hardware. Uh, it was a really great opportunity for us because it means that we could test what we did on, on real devices. It's not only theory. So the problems themselves were defined by BMW. So they organized uh, four different uh, projects um, corresponding to four cases where they already have a need and have a, a classical solution but where they expect that quantum can bring an advantage. So one of these problems was related to machine learning, and that is the one to which uh, we contributed as a machine learning reply. So more in details, uh, what this problem was about is that when you uh, engineer car parts, uh, metallic doors, for example, um, they might not come out perfect. You might have defects on, on these parts, and of course you need to spot them because you cannot have this remaining in the production line. Um, I mean, can, it's not only aesthetic, you also have human life at stake. So what is done currently is that machine learning algorithms are uh, allowing to spot defects on, on such metallic parts. And um, the idea is, can quantum, um, a quantum contribution allow something uh, better here? Okay. Um, so basically, the, the solution you developed is uh, for, well, the the quality uh, control kind of like what they're checking like okay yes. is the painting correct and i guess that is using image classification or exactly. what, what it, like can you tell, tell us a little bit more in, in detail yeah. maybe how it works and, and what, so what the a, result is actually 
exactly so it's an automated um, quality assessment problem and this boils down to image classification so what is uh, currently done is using convolutional neural networks uh, that's a very powerful approach which is really good at making this classific at solving these uh, classification problems and um, i don't know how familiar you are with cnn but um, they are very evolved very complex tools and just a quantum solution would have a very hard time beating that um, because we would need so many qubits to implement a full quantum equivalent of this and to be competitive with cnn is just very difficult so what we did um, was to uh, adopt a hybrid approach which means that you take um, the, the cnn as it is and you have an additional quantum contribution to it so you don't have the full quantum equivalent, but you kind of put a bit of quantum in the classical solution. And that's the reason why we say it's it's a hybrid approach. So if I if I go a bit more in details, what did we do? Um, okay, so CNN, are, I mean, I don't want to, to, to give too many details about machine learning, but uh, if, if you want to understand the solution, you, you need to know a few things. So the basic tools of um, CNN are layers and neurons. So you're going to have a lot of layers and each of these layer has a lot of neurons. So the first layer, let's say, will take as input the picture that you want to classify. And um, the different neurons in it, uh, which for now I'm not saying what it is, um, they will take this picture and they will consider it as an input, do something, give an output, and this output will in turn, in, um, in, in turn yes, be the input of the next layer. So you will have like that a lot of layers um, having those information going all along your network. And what's happening here is that the very first layers can recognize maybe a shadow on the picture, something very small. And slowly you are going to build up complexity. So you will afterwards, the layers afterwards will recognize maybe a small curve and then a full circle and then an eye and then a full human face. So you build up complexity as you go deeper and deeper in the, in the um, network. And what we did um, for, for this challenge is that one of this last layer, the most specialized one, we replaced by a quantum layer. And what uh -huh. is a quantum layer here is that instead of neurons, you use qubits. Mm -hmm. So now you immediately see why it would be so hard to have a full quantum approach here, because every neuron you have, and there's really a lot of them, would have to be a qubit. We don't have enough qubits with NISC devices. We don't have enough control on enough qubits. So what we did was really to implement it towards the end of it, to really be specialized on the problem at hand, so the doors and not general and generic features. So now it's a bit different because you have qubits. It's not the same as classical neurons. But um, one thing I did not say is that a neuron of a layer does not just give a, an output to one neuron of the other layer, but to all of them. It's becoming a very connected problem, yes. So you have really a, a one-to-many connection. And then the question would be, how can you encode this on a qubit? It's very difficult. So there's another way to do it, and that's where quantum is so beautiful. Um, this output, so the classical output mm -hmm. of, the neuro, of, the, of the layer just before, you encode only in one qubit as a rotation of the qubit. And every neuron, every classical neuron, will give its feature to only one qubit as a rotation. 
And then this multiple connection you make with a, with a quantum circuit, which is creating entanglement. And that's how now you make the connection. I insist on it. It's a bit technical, but I love this idea. I find it extremely ingenious. And right. I would have liked to think about it myself, actually. I really would have loved it. I, I like this idea very much. I find it very elegant because yeah. it's, it's a quantum equivalent of something which was performing very well, but can bring an advantage. So now you have uh, this layer, which has all the tools of the classical one, but it's quantum and it does bring advantages. That's why we do it. That, that makes a lot of sense. So um, thanks for this beautiful explanation. So final, it, it clicked for me. And so basically you, you represent like all these multiple connections to the following layer where we have one neuron connected to multiple. You're just connecting to one qubit. And since yeah. the qubit and superposition entanglement state, uh, like in these specific phenomena that occurs at this smallest scale, you can basically represent all these multiple connections in one qubit because you can yeah. represent multiple states at the same time. Yes, this is exactly. awesome. It's like, it's like, a... like you're saying, right? Man, why didn't I think about it? It's I like, love yeah, the idea. of course. Right? I really like it. And you know what is great also is that without going again too much in details, but this full network is actually an optimization problem. So when the output is given to the next layer, um, you, you need some optimization parameters and everything. And the neurons are fired or not. But with qubits, well, they are both fired and at rest. So it's much richer, actually. What you can do is much more complex because you have yeah. superposition here, which you don't have classically. Yeah. So you have so yeah. many more things that you can do. Yeah, you can represent almost um, infinite states. Well, a lot. yeah, that's yeah, that's and a lot more, let's say a lot more. Well, um. Well, you already explained like what I was going to ask, like, why do you think it's providing um, better results already with quantum machine learning? Because you, you already explained it so well, because you can represent it in a qubit and you can represent much more states and it's more closer to the probabilistic nature of nature in its in a sense, right? So, Actually, you have more advantages. You even have more advantages. Um, yeah. So... I was not even that aware of this specific advantage. Actually, the reason why uh, we we chose this approach is because literature was giving indications that we also could win on performances on other levels. So yeah. when you have a, a machine learning algorithm, well, there's a, there's a bit of a price to pay. It's not uh, especially easy to um, to implement. It can be very resource consuming. For example, before the algorithm can know uh, if there's a defect or not on a, on, a, on a picture, it has to be trained. And this training is very demanding because you need a lot of labeled data yep. to train your, your algorithm. And one of the things which was showed in, in literature was that you need uh, less training data with a, a hybrid network because your model would learn faster. So you yep. can reduce the cost of this labeling. And it's, it's actually a really great thing on which you can win because training time and the resources for training are really a thing in the, in the current implementation yep. of machine learning. Yep. And another thing actually, just to, to finish with this advantage is uh, classification accuracy. So it, it might happen that your algorithm gets something, gets confused or gets it wrong and sees a defect where there was none, like maybe it was a shadow or skips a defect, doesn't see it. And that's the classification accuracy. And there's also indication that with a quantum contribution, you improve the accuracy of your model. Yeah, because you can represent more closer to the probabilistic state of 
um, like with quantum, you're closer to the probabilistic system, right? I, I guess that's that's a bit what goes uh, what is the underlying reason. Yes, is that you you have a now uh, an algorithm which maybe can learn new features. It just learns better, faster, and that's a bit the idea. That's what we better, do. faster, stronger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, well that. That is actually also a great point. Like you were saying, it generalizes faster with less training data. And like you're saying, this is this is big because um, like, I guess the largest cost for training image classification and so on is the actually getting the training data in the right, yes. the right way with the labeling and all of that. I mean, there's a bunch of labeling services out there which you can hire folks that actually sit down and label it manually and uh, which is, of course, cost and time intensive. And so if we can, um, yeah, it, it totally makes sense what you're saying. We yeah. can take less training data and it will still generalize very well. Well, that is amazing. Uh, can you also, maybe last question, can you tell us a little bit about the result out of the challenge or is it still ongoing yes. or so, um, what kind uh, of machine have you actually been using? Like how many qubits and so on were actually Yes, using? that's a very interesting question. Um, what was the first one already? What I was, was the result? Yeah. So the main result. Uh, for, so the main result for now is that we remain comparable with CNN, with a classical solution, and that's, great already. that's already great because it means that this approach is valid. Um, I, I mean, I, I said in the beginning, beating CNN will be very hard. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that was a solved problem that they gave us. But just already showing that can, something can be done with NISC devices is already an achievement in itself. So and also this approach can scale up very well. Uh, you can use more once we have more qubits, we can make layers with more qubits or more layers, and we can go towards something more general. And to answer your other question, how many qubits did we actually use and need to get very good results? Six. Wow. We needed only six qubits. So nice. um, that was uh, very surprising. We thought, okay, we barely will have enough qubits. Actually, having more did not help in this case wow. so it is very compatible with with NISC devices right now awesome well that's impressive and so maybe once well you said more qubits didn't help in, in this case but maybe more qubits will be available you can actually go a layer down in your exactly in your that's the idea. network right yes. where you need yes. many more neurons and maybe yes. then but it's it's a very impressive and again congrats awesome <laughs> achievement like i mean like you said getting on parity already is impressive and with only yes. six qubits like, yes. oh man, that will just fly in a few years. Wow. Impressive, impressive. Um, Maureen, thank you so much for being part of the show. We are unfortunately already at the end and um, I will show, I will invite you for another episode because you Please. can explain all of that so well and it was fantastic to talk with you. Thank you so much for sharing your insights. Well, thank you for inviting me here. It was a pleasure. Yeah, and thanks everyone for joining us for yet another episode of Qubytes your bite-sized pieces of quantum computing. Uh, watch our blog, follow our social channels to hear all about the next episodes. And of course, on our website, you can find all the previous episodes uh, where you can also learn a little bit more about quantum machine learning and all the other interesting things. Um, take care and see you soon. Bye-bye.